Welcome to another edition of Missouri Farm Bureau's podcast, Digging In. I'm your host, Garrett Hawkins, and glad to tune in uh, this week with our special guest, Miss Kalina Bruce. Now, that's a name that's going to be familiar to uh, our listening audience, uh, but Kalina uh, recently earned the endorsement of Missouri Farm Bureau's PAC trustees in the 4th Congressional District as she works to... Uh, an August 2nd primary victory, right? Kalina, that's where you're aiming for. So that's correct. So Kalina, maybe for the few of our listeners that maybe don't know the full Kalina Bruce story, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my husband and I, we have cattle here in Southwest Missouri down in Stockton. Um, so that's going to be Cedar County. We have been uh, members of Farm Bureau um, through family membership with our folks. And then when we got married, we have our, had our own membership. So we've been members of Billy and Kalina Bruce for 10 years now. Um, so we farm down here in Stockton. I'm a CPA. Billy's an auctioneer and a real estate agent as well. So if you've been to annual meeting or you've been to Young Farmer and Rancher Conference, you've seen Billy on stage selling something, I'm sure. Um, but no, we, uh, we've been active in our county farm bureau for a very long time. Um, always there with our folks, helping them pull something off, some event or some meal or annual meeting with them. Um, and then as we uh, became our own members, part of the county board, active with everything that's going on in the county, we then um, were lucky enough to be part of the Missouri YFNR committee, which was a really great experience for us. Um, our daughter was born during that time and we had a lot going on, of course. If anybody knows the story of Willa, um, that's a story for another time. Uh, but then uh, uh, the board nominated us to uh, the American Farm Bureau Young Farmer and Rancher Committee. Um, that's an application process. Um, we had to be chosen for that. We were very excited to get that nod and serve on that level. Um, my peers elected me to be chair of that committee. And it was a pretty cool time for me. It was 2017 and 18. Under the Trump administration, a lot of things happening, um, more than you could actually keep up with every day. There was multiple things happening on multiple fronts that administration liked to get things done. And so we got to be part of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, writing that policy. We did so many interviews for that, but also for WOTUS, because that was happening during that time. Um, we had uh, countless people to the farm, countless countries represented on the farm. Um, people from reporters from Japan, Australia, Canada, BBC um, over in Europe. And so this gave us a really cool opportunity to use what we learned through the Missouri Farm Bureau and American Farm Bureau leadership programs to advocate for agriculture on a uh, on a bigger level. It was a really cool time. Okay, so Kalina, when would you say that you caught the political bug? Man. That it would have had to have been during the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. I didn't realize that I truly caught the political bug then. Um, I just enjoyed really making a difference for people and using my expertise and along with what Farm Bureau had taught me to, to make a difference for folks back home um, in, a, in a meaningful way, right? And not, not necessarily jumping up and down and, and trying to get my way, but, you know, doing the nuts and bolts of things, looking at the policy from a from a you know pragmatic viewpoint and saying you know if we change x y will happen and it will be good for the people and so 
um, that would probably be when it really hit me. Um, knowing how I was going to use it in the future, though, was still kind of a, an imaginary thing, you know, something pie in the sky. I knew I wanted to use it eventually. I just wasn't sure what that time was going to look like. So what did the process look like, it, you know, as you and Billy and Willa, as you sat down as a family and obviously with others, what the process looked like for you to finally say, okay, we're going to do this. Uh, that was an interesting time for me. Um, any, anybody who close was close to me knew that I, I did not sleep very well, uh, prayed a lot, just could not figure out exactly what the path was going to be. It's really, really hard to give up what you've always known or just the opportunity to give it up, right? To say, my life has been like this for my entire life. You know, we, we live right here in Stockton where I grew up, a mile away from the house that I grew up in. Uh, my family has been, you know, on this farm for over a hundred years. And, and that is a monumental thing to say that I'm willing to change that, right? Um, so it, it was a hard time for me. Uh, emotionally, spiritually. And I don't think necessarily people understand that piece of it, right? A lot of times people think, oh, well, you've, you've made this choice. You know, it, the campaign is the hardest part. Honestly, the hardest part for me was making the choice. Once, once you're all in, you're all in, right? And the work is just part of it. And as farmers and ranchers, you know, you understand that. But um, yeah, that was the hardest thing was to make that decision. And to be truthful, the, the person who helped me and pushed me past that the most was Billy. He was, you know, you have the training, you have the skills. We know you can make a difference. You have before. We we can't stand by and and watch it continue to go down this path. You know, we we have to do something if we can. And um, so he's a you know 200% behind me. And most days I need that. <laughs> it, it's tough, right? It's tough, you know, dropping Will off with my mother-in-law at three o'clock in the afternoon and saying, I'll, I'll be home at midnight, right? And, and missing out on some of those things right now because there is multiple things every day, everybody going a different direction and, and making sure my name gets out there and we're doing what we need to be successful on August 2nd. So um, that part is hard and it is a, you know, I am a type A personality and I like things scheduled and I like a structure and a campaign is nothing of the sort. It, it is a it is this mob of things and it's just up constantly moving around. And so um, that that's been hard for me. And it, you know, like I said, the hardest part was making the decision. Okay. So I'm curious, uh, what are you picking up as you travel the fourth district? Let me say this. So our farm, obviously, you know, I, I am a resident uh, of the fourth district, my family of, well, all my family. Yeah. I mean, we have all lived in the fourth district, all of, our lives. So um, it's an incredibly diverse district, agriculturally, obviously the two military bases. It's just, it, it's a, it's a great district. So what are you picking up? You know, as you travel, you know, what are you enjoying most on the campaign trail? Yeah. What we were finding out early on in the campaign is completely different than what we have now, right? We've last August, September, October, things looked a lot different than they do now. And um, so really we've just tried to almost go from campaigning to like more of a listening and how we can help people now because people are really struggling depending on what they do for a living. You know, if they're on a fixed income, 
where they live at in the district. Um, and, and people are really worried, right? So you have your people who, you know, gas prices and food prices and, and utility prices have already hit them really hard. And then you have people who can see it coming and their savings dwindling and their, uh, you know, their access to credit dwindling and they're really worried as well. So it's, it's trying to balance that of the campaign and what people need to hear to maintain the course and, hey, let's stay focused on elections matter, primaries matter, get out and vote, you know, we'll be able to make some changes. But, you know, encouraging people to, you know, do what they know is right and, and stay within, you know, spend within their means and, and make good decisions right now because we, we're, it's going to take some time to get things back on track. Um, but that's mostly what people are worried about, right? They want to be able to take their kids on vacation and, you know, make sure they can get back to school stuff taken care of. How are they going to finish putting up hay because fuel is $5.20 a gallon? Those are the things that people are worried about. Some farmers are are selling out a little sooner than what maybe they would have. And young farmers and ranchers are worried about getting in and interest rates going up. And, you know, it, it's a tough time. Very tough. So how, as you're listening to folks, how is that shaping your platform? I am a candidate who wants to tell people what I can get done. Um, it's a little different, I think, than some of the other candidates. A lot of times when we are at forums and, um, you know, different events where you have three minutes to tell people about yourself, people are trying to tell them who they are and what they've done. Um, and for the most part, I can say that, hey, I'm a fifth generation farmer who's lived in the district for over 100 years. And people know instantly that we share values, um, which is great. I don't have to spend a lot of time explaining to people who I am on that end of it. I think people deserve to know who's going to represent them, but they also deserve to know what that representative is going to do for them. You know, in recent days, you had the chance to appear in front of your fellow Farm Bureau members uh, and make the pitch as to why me? Why, why Kalina? So what was that experience like, Kalina? I was grateful for the experience. I think that a lot of people just assumed that if Farm Bureau was going to get engaged, um, what that would, might look like uh, from the outside speaking, not necessarily Farm Bureau members who understand the process, right? But you're, I'm talking your political, uh, senior political world, right? They don't, they don't understand what grassroots really means. They don't understand how big of a process this is and how important of a process this is. So for me to just be able to stand up there in front of folks that, you know, maybe I've served on a committee with over the last 10 years, certainly that I've met before and or had the opportunity um, to, you know, speak on policy on the resolution for uh, before, I was just grateful for the experience. Great. They all had amazing questions based on what's important to them in their lives or what's important to their communities. And that's, that's the process, right? And I'm not going to have the answer to every single person's question, um, but I know how to get the right people in the room. I know what it means to advocate for something and the importance of a membership organization like Farm Bureau and the expertise that comes with it. I mean, you didn't just receive the endorsement from the political action committee. You earned, you earned it. And that's, 
that's important. And you're right. The grassroots process is so different than, well, I, I can't think of an organization that has a process that is quite like ours, but really that applies to, to many aspects of Farm Bureau, particularly when it comes to policy development. So take us through, you got about a month. So how are you and Billy? Like what, what's this look like in your mind as you, I know every day, every day is precious. So what's the message to Farm Bureau folks? Um, that we need every single one of you. Our message to our friends, to our family, to people who know us and believe in us and know that the people of the fourth district mean the, the most to us, right? That if something were to come across my desk, if I was elected, that I'm going to make the right decision for the people of the fourth district, because that's home to me. It's home to all of my family. And that's where I'm coming back to on the weekends. That's where I'm coming back to when I'm done being a Congresswoman. And I want to protect what makes this district so special, protect what makes rural Missouri and rural America so special is that we need their help. We need them to put a sign in their yard. We need them to call five friends and tell those five friends or ask those five friends to support us. Uh, that's how this is going to be won. There are many folks on the ballot and we just need a majority to win, which means that we could win with 23% of the vote. We could win with 22% of the vote. It's a crazy idea to think um, what could really happen here on August 2nd without the support of grassroots members like Farm Bureau. Um, so it's a big district. It's 24, 26 counties now, I think, with the way things are redrawn. Um, and it's hard to get everywhere and, and be everywhere. But every night, Billy's going one way, I'm going another. If we can twist a good friend's arm, they're going a different direction for us. And so we're going to as many meetings, as many functions, getting in front of many, as many voters as we can. And we just ask those um, people that believe in us and believe what we're trying to, to accomplish here for rural America and for farmers and ranchers, you know, to make a few phone calls and, and put up a couple signs and, and join this fight with us because it's what it's going to take. Okay, now I'm going to ask you a question for those members who have contemplated in the past that maybe it was time to raise their hands. As you look back on the experience thus far, from you being willing to raise your hand and say, you know what, we're going to go for this. We're going to have these conversations and we're going to run because we believe we as a family believe, you know, as we think to the future, what, what wisdom can you impart on members that are, are maybe just still a little undecided and still trying to think about how they can make a difference? You know, I've always said this when in front of members who are engaged and ready to make a difference in their communities, whether that's on their local school board or within their county farm bureau. But it is very, very important that you, one, have good family support because it's really hard to go down this path without a strong support system behind you. Can it be done? It absolutely can be done. Is it does it make it hard? Is it already hard enough without that? Yeah, truthfully, it is already hard. So you've got to have some support around you, whether that's friends, colleagues, family, doesn't matter. Build yourself a support team so that you can walk down this path. But two, our local control matters and what's happening in our communities matters. And so don't think that you have to bite off running for Congress like I have done 
to make a difference because you can make a huge difference on your school board. You can make a huge difference as a commissioner in, in the county courthouse or the county treasurer or the county clerk. Just being involved um, in politics on a local level means that folks look to you and they look to you um, maybe not the way that they might look to your grandfather that's a deacon at church, but they look to you on how you respond to things within the community or how you even respond to things that are happening, you know, on the federal level. They want to know your opinion and they know that you stand for something. And so that's a, that is a weight um, that you carry, but it's also an honor that you carry and you should, you should be grateful for that opportunity. And I would say, just go for it. You know, if you've got a little bit of support around you um, and you have an opportunity, you should go for it because our country and our state and our district and our small communities are worth saving and worth preserving. And we can't do that without good, you know, advocates for rural America and good advocates for agriculture engaging. You and I have talked a lot about <clears throat> bringing the kids home, right? And that every day within Farm Bureau, we work hard to, to make sure that we're fighting for policies at the state and federal level that will allow us to bring the kids home, so to speak. And that is if the kids want to be on the farm, but you at least have to have the opportunity. And it's really hard to bring the kids home if the community is died around, around the farm. And, and that's why within Farm Bureau, you know, we not only promote the farm way of life, but the rural way of life to make sure that the right policies are in place, the right tools uh, to make sure that our communities have a chance to, to thrive too. And that's what I appreciate, Kalina, that I know that's on your heart as well. Stockton's a little bit bigger than Appleton, but um, not much. But, but I know, but I know you see it as you travel the district and, and visit with folks. You know, farm and ranch families are so passionate about the communities in which they live and work. And that is a symbiotic relationship that you can't separate. Certainly, um, you will carry that to Washington, D.C. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. We, you know, I would want nothing more than for Willa to want to raise her family here in Stockton, where the rest of our family has lived and, and will continue to live for generations to come, if that's her choice. But I want her to do that in a way um, that is meaningful, right? I, I don't want her to come back to something that is empty or something that um, she's going to have to work hard to rebuild. Certainly, she'll have to work hard to maintain it. Nothing good in life is free or easy to come by, but it's what makes good character. It's what makes good people here in rural America. That's why I'm not afraid to go jogging at night, you know, down our gravel road or, you know, to have a flat tire when we're moving the, the mower or the hay equipment, because I know the next person by is willing to help me and it's not, not a big deal. And I want to maintain that for her. Well, you got a month left. You're working hard. You're talking about the issues that are facing uh, all of us, um, and you are listening, working. What else do you want to say before we wrap up this this edition of digging in? Just that this election matters, and I know everybody knows that um, August second is a busy time for people. There's a lot going on that first week of August with families and sports and vacations and things. So if you're if you're worried about not making it to the polls for some reason, you can go absentee vote right now. And if you've made your decision on who your candidates are going to be, I strongly encourage you to do that. We need to turn out rural America for lots of reasons, not just my race, but 
the Senate race and, and some other things that are going on. And so um, rural America is important and they have to make their voice heard in this election. And I think that's a great place to, to end this edition of Digging In. Again, we've been joined by Ms. Kalina Bruce, candidate for the 4th Congressional District, endorsed by Missouri Farm Bureau's Political Action Committee. So Kalina, thanks for joining us. Thanks for the work that you're doing. Look forward to seeing you again on the campaign trail in the days ahead and keep Billy busy. That's I good for all it. of us, Kalina. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Garrett. All right. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Digging In. We'll see you next time. 